Hey, everybody. Our guest today is a world-class athlete, and so we figured we would introduce you to uh, a couple of our sponsors who tend to focus on uh, on joint health, joint health in particular. So our first sponsor is Baxel. Uh, Baxel is a is what I've seen the best the world best source of hyaluronic acid. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, hyaluronic acid is classified as a glycosaminoglycan, which basically is a long unbranched polysaccharide made of repeating disaccharides of glucuronic acid and glucosamine so if you're taking glucosamine chuck it that's sorry that's that's not medical advice that's just what what most people end up doing um chuck it um but uh you're free to do whatever but that's generally what we find um for its hyaluronic acid is found ubiquitously throughout the the human body um all mammals really from what i from what i know but we're going to focus specifically on humans because that's that's most of our listening audience um it's either it's either hyaluronic acid is either directly or indirectly involved in every physiological function in the body. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. It's found in dense concentrations in cartilage, in synovial fluid, in skin, vertebral discs, bones, urinary tract, cardiac valves, eyes, uh, and various other soft tissue. It's it's uh, uh, it's most abundant uh, in during embryogenesis in our younger years, and then declines in quantity uh, and quality, <laughs> essentially, throughout our life as we age. So I don't know if you've noticed, but as you tend to get older, uh, skin joints. A lot of these things start to kind of um, kind of waver. I think it's a polite way of saying it. Uh, so if that's in any way a concern for you, and joints in general are a concern for you, and if you're an athlete of any sort, um, heck, if you've been a person walking around this planet, you've done some degree of damage to your joints. So Baxel is a phenomenal way to start uh, uh, start managing joint health and start taking care of it and start addressing it until it becomes something way you know way more traumatic, which is what we do in our culture. We wait until it becomes a problem and then we go seek an answer. So better to take care of yourself now. So Baxel is a phenomenal way to go. Our other sponsor, Amino Complete RX, uh, I'm, most of you have heard me talk about already as my quote-unquote favorite product. It's uh, it's enzymatically predigested powdered collagen protein. So because it's enzymatically predigested, uh, the collagen is quickly absorbed as a protein source directly into the bloodstream. Um, any athlete knows the second you stop working out, the second practice is over, the second uh, the, the second you're done, the body starts breaking itself apart. So the sooner you can get the body to to to, to start replacing. The sooner it starts, uh, it's not leaning on its own resources. And again, more importantly, I know we're focusing on athletes, but this is something that I give to everyone that comes to my doors, friends, family, especially, uh, anyone that knows me, uh, I don't have to say a word. They'll talk your head off. It's, is, is very few of us sleep well in this country. Very, very few of us sleep very well. But again, you give your body the, the, the nutrition it needs, you maximize that sleep. So I can't tell you how many people, um, once I start waking up, but one like, wow, I feel better. That's pretty much the end of it. You, you, when you sleep, your body repairs more. When you sleep better, your body repairs more. When your body repairs more, you feel better. And it's hard to quantify because we're so caught up with uh, disorders and diseases as opposed to just taking care of your body, letting it take care of itself, letting it build and regrow. So that's what uh, Amino Complete is. Is that's, that's the source that I give everybody to get them resting, regenerating, repairing. So without further ado, uh, let me introduce you to our first guest. If you listen closely... You can hear the voices. I can hear them whisper their legacy to you. Go and lean in. From somewhere deep inside the evergreen forests of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Seattle! <laughs> everything you know is wrong. Wrong, sir! Wrong! With Jeremy Horn. We're an inhuman monster! I said good day! 
our first guest. I don't know what that was about. I'm sorry. I'm a rank amateur. Our first, our only guest, our one and only guest, our very special only guest, Courtney Thompson. Uh, Courtney Thompson is originally from Kent, Washington. So she's one of us, all of us out here in the Pacific Northwest. She's one of our own. And she boasts a considerable resume. She recently became the first female athlete in UW history to have her jersey retired at the University of Washington. Um, That was mostly after her leading the 2005 team to its first ever national championship in volleyball and you know therefore basically putting uh, UW on the map the way I see it and 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 and, and making us a credible powerhouse for 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 ideally years to come uh during her time there she set multiple UW rec- uh, UW records and NCAA records along the way uh so many in fact that she can't even keep track I asked her about a few of them she couldn't even remember them so if anyone's out there uh and knows uh, knows Courtney's records she she doesn't keep track either so we <laughs> send them in if you know them. but uh but again, uh, her, her, her overachieving at the University of Washington earned her an SP nomination at the 2006 Awards for Best Female Collegiate Athlete. So very, very high esteem. So hopefully you, you listen, you learn something that you can take into your own life. Uh, at least that's the intent. So enjoy. Hi, Courtney. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You bet. No Paul today, so we're doing this all on the fly. I know. Bummer. Yeah. What do you think of the trail so far? Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm geeking out. It's crazy, hard. right? I unbelievable. It's always funny when, like, when people come in. How some people are kind of like, oh, cool. Other people like you respond the right way. Yeah. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah. What is every? So much to look at. So much going on. It feels uh, like a movie set. Yeah. But it's yeah. real life. Like, like I right? would, Yeah. This is incredible. All of this uh, uh, weaponry, fully functional. Fully operational, yeah. Yeah. There was one year where Mike gotten uh, um, just got a hankering for buying like old uh, rifles. So we've got all these like World War One Czechoslovakian rifles and stuff, Kalashnikovs and stuff. Like, yeah. So if you know how to work them, we don't. But if you know how to work them, they're fully they're fully operational. And the alcohol as well. Plenty of alcohol. Good. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Fully yeah, yeah. yeah, if you need right. to take a break and have some <laughs> yeah. scotch, you let us know. We'll push pause. <laughs> well, we uh, are excited to have you. Is um, we, I've actually been tracking your career for a while. Is because my best friends growing up uh, are our parents are friends with uh, with your parents. Right? That's right. And so uh, so we basically were. I mean, we're about the same age, and so we would get messages from the Hudson family or from their mom being like, "Hey, uh, Courtney, blah blah blah." Right. And so Fergus is a long time, uh, he's a uh, uh, UW alum and has represented UW and then NCAAs every year representing UW, right? Right, right. So he's got tickets to everything. And I'm so happy with the Huskies' success in football right now. Oh. It's because me and Fergus have been to so many dogs of games. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh yeah. In the freezing oh yeah. cold, pelting rain, watching miserable Husky teams and yes. being like, whatever, this is our family, you know? Yes. And so, uh, so one year after you know, going game after game after game, uh, his, his mother, Sue, was like, um, hey, uh, uh, Courtney's doing really well with the volleyball team. You guys should go check that out. And we're like, well, we do like excuses to go downtown and drink. So, <laughs> so we would go down the ram and get blasted and then go watch your games. And then uh, that's when we were like, oh, my God, as sports fans and Husky fans, we're like, women's volleyball is remarkably underrated spectacular sport. Super intense, super exciting, always action, you know? Yeah, yeah. I hear a lot of Europeans always talking about, like, football's boring. We're like, what are you talking Football's fantastic. But then they're like, yeah, you guys play for a little bit and then take a 40-minute rest. We're like, that is true. That <laughs> true. is true. Yeah, yeah. A lot of breaks, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, volleyball just goes and goes and goes. So we track the, your uh, your last two seasons there pretty regularly. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. It is fun. Usually, that's the feedback we get from people that even if you don't know the game, it's pretty quick-paced. and You can engage It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun to watch. Right, on, right away, people can engage yeah. and be like, I see what's happening. I know what's happening. 
happening. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Well, another thing that just to give you a full background is because we were tracking your season so closely um, while we were performing, this is when I was performing pretty much every weekend, right? Way more regularly. And so uh, uh, there's a young comedian here named uh, Monica Nevy, who's a good friend of mine, he's a hilarious comedian. And uh, she and I would watch, would, so when we're at, at, at uh, in between your sets or when you get there early and they give you food and stuff like that, right, right. we'd do all the sports bar, the TVs, we'd be like, can you switch it over to UW Volleyball? They're like, what channel is that? And we're like, <laughs> yeah, we would make them switch to UW Volleyball. Uh, awesome. And in between each other's sets, we'd keep, keep each other up. And that's how yeah. we got through like that, yeah, that season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was, we're the cool. only ones in the corner. And then occasionally we'd be like, oh, is UW game on? And then people would come over to our, yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. Well, thank you. That's so very cool. Well. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited to talk to you because I'm, I'm fascinated because I just knew you from a, um, almost like an interpersonal level, right? Mm-hmm. That I didn't know your backstory. And so I just want to see if I'm, if I'm clear on this is you coming out of high school, you would, you would, you would high achieve. I don't know if you want to stay champ or you had been, you had made pretty high achievements, right? Mm-hmm. We you- have, we won, we had a really good team. We had six of us go play D1 and a great coach. And we, uh, we won three. Three uh, state titles, but that was before volleyball was like huge. Here. Exactly. So Way, we yeah. were kind of yeah, we were kind of at the beginning. That's what I found interesting is you guys were essentially the genesis, but also you didn't get uh, scholarships, did you? Through, I didn't get a lot of offers, but right. I did get a scholarship at UW. I had right. about six offers, and a lot of them like lower half of the Pac-10 right. at the time, Pac-12 right. now, Notre Dame, um, Auburn, some like smaller schools. And yeah, Notre Dame's big, but. Volleyball program wise, right, right, right. not the best of the best. Yeah. yeah. The Pac 10 does bring out, yeah, quality. So that's yeah. what you want to do. So obviously, home and quality. So right. that's what made the decision. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I, I got really lucky. Uh, Jim McLaughlin came from uh, Kansas State, I believe. Um, he just happened to take the UW job, and he's like an incredible volleyball mind. So I, th- I always say, like, I was super competitive, you know, a decent athlete in other sports as well, but I didn't love volleyball. And then when I went to UW, that was like, oh, I started learning the nuances and really of the game and really what it took to be great and kind of on a day-to-day basis as far as volleyball goes. And I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So I got, the timing of that was perfect. And, and the fact that he didn't care that I was short, Yeah. you know, so right. it was kind of like a perfect storm and right. yeah. Yeah. No, I, believe me, I'm someone who can appreciate that. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> At 4'11", I can, yeah, I can certainly sure. appreciate that. Yeah. Sure. So you've always had that competitive... Because you, you have to be a maniac to be a competitive athlete, as you know. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you got to be a little... A, you got to have the goon card. Exactly, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, that's 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 the missing the missing link. You see people with massive amounts of talent yeah. that just don't have that spark. You know what I mean? Then you see someone with that spark, and you said, then you combine that passion, and that creates... Um, a super competitive, highly achieving. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I grew up with two older brothers. So I, one of them was uh, seven years older, Craig, and he was kind of like the, the mental coach. He like coached me in basketball and like, Oh, he taught you the this, mental game. Yeah. yeah like this yeah. perspective of like, Hey, this is why this is happening. And this is how to use your competitiveness. And then my other brother, he's a, uh, two and a half years older and he's special forces navy oh god so he's gnarly and yeah. i grew up like following him yeah and just like his actions and so that's the I, drive yeah yeah so yeah. it's kind of a fun for me a fun combination and yeah. you need those components and i think that's the yeah. biggest thing is we is we've talked before about armchair athletes everybody thinks i could do that i could do that <laughs> yeah. it's like no 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 i don't think you know what sort of spectacular right. combination of strange forces it takes to yeah. make you want to do you know what i mean yeah. I, I agree physically mentally and emotionally i yeah. think I joked for a while once I played um, past college, so I played nine years professionally and with the U.S. team, and I would come home on, like, weekends and, you know, hear my dad, like, yell at the Seahawks or, like, right. you know, I mean, anyone, my friends, my, we all do it. Yeah. I, do, I do it, too. 
Um, but I, I became much more like compassionate towards athletes on TV that mess up. I'm like, you guys have no idea. Yeah, exactly. You're like, but he's paid to do that. I'm like, dad. Exactly. Or like, yeah, yeah, I'm throwing yeah. my dad under right now. Yeah. But anybody, I'm like, <laughs> feel like us missing a serve in the Olympics. Like yeah. it happens and right. it's part of the game. And, um, right. but I almost like for a while there, I was like, man, these are, I just feel bad for the people messing up instead of, you that's know, a, that's a huge point. You talk, you see athletes all the time being like, they're like, I was the number one rushing or I was the number one assist leader and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you should hear the things people yell at me in the stands. You know oh, yeah. I mean? He's like, oh, yeah. I've never been in trouble with the law. I have yeah. a great family. I've <laughs> yeah. done everything right. And people say the most horrifying things. Yeah. Like, how do you know my kid's name? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. we just don't, we're so disconnected from the athlete. We don't see the person. Totally. We see the figure. Totally. Yeah. We have a friend that's of ours. That's a good that, way yeah. to say it. Yeah. We have a friend of ours play in the NFL and same thing my dad would be like I cannot believe he dropped that I was like dad rewind it did you see the hit he took yeah <laughs> right no you know kidding I mean? you like, see that yeah. 350 pound man exactly running at exactly yeah. dad hold this jar and I'm gonna drive yeah. a truck at you <laughs> you right. like hold on to that jar just hold on to the jar that's right. all right which yeah. is I mean it's part of the fun too because that's why we watch sports to kind of get out of the reality and and just I don't know you're all in and um but yeah, when you step back and think about it, I, I definitely view sports differently after having played for so long. Well, do you, and I, here's something I don't know if you if you see the perspective of where um, a program like San Francisco 49ers back in the 70s, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. Suddenly you start winning championships. San Francisco 49ers are now even though even if they've been terrible, they're still a well-regarded football team, right? Right. To me, it feels like uh, you really did help make volleyball uh, a focal point for UW now, like a source of pride. And uh, I don't, I don't know if you recognize her. If you, I'm sure you're going to be humble about it. You know what I mean? But, yeah. I, but I, but I think more than you realize is because um, we, uh, I get a lot of, uh, I work for a lot of centers for eating disorders. And I work with a lot of teens. And so when parents bring their teens to me, I have to find a way to connect with them because they've been sent to specialists and doctors and they've been poking and prodded. And these right. poor kids, I'm, I'm just one more goon. You know right, what I mean? Right, poking right, at them right. and asking them personal questions. So I try to find a way to connect with them. And uh, one girl I couldn't, I was just, she's just, you know, it's just a teenage girl. She just doesn't want to hear from anybody. She's got all <laughs> oh, the yeah. answers. Parents have been like, we sent her to two specialists, two clinics. We're running out of money. I don't know what to say, right? So I started talking to so I guess, so, so what do you, what do you, um, uh, what are you, what are you interested in? What in this end? She's like, yeah, I was thinking, you know, I'd like to get more sports. I was like, yeah, absolutely. You should definitely play. What do you like playing? It's like volleyball. I was like, oh really? UW's got a break around. She's like, oh, I know. I was like, oh, you do? She's like 14, right? She do. She's like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, actually we have a family friend named, uh, uh, Courtney Thompson. She's like, yeah, of course I know Courtney Thompson. And immediately snapped at me as 14 year old girls <laughs> do. Right. And was like, and she, but she immediately was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, what's she's family? like, what, how do you know her? How do you know? What can you tell me more about her? Right, and I, right. It was you. I figured you'd appreciate that, but uh. it immediately gave us that connection. And I've been close with their family ever since. You know what I mean? Oh, very but cool. it was just that personal interaction suddenly changed the context of like here's now me not telling you what to do it's now me saying as a friend here's some things to make you whatever but a huge focal part of that was like she was fully aware as a kid growing up in Seattle of UW as a volleyball team which may not have happened four or five whatever years ago yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Uh, yeah. Because it wasn't a recognizable thing. To now, it's a thing like, well, yeah, Washington produces great volleyball players. You didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. There's a no, shift. It, yeah, that's yeah. Have you noticed that? Very cool. Well, to be honest, like I feel like a very small part part of it. Mm-hmm. I think um, because of what I've been fortunate to do after, it's right. obviously a a cool thing. And I'm from here, which is always different. I think when you play for your local college, and you know, Jim Jim McLaughlin came three years before me, and so he had mm-hmm. kind of. You know, established yeah built, and we yeah. were like the bottom of the pack 10 and every year we got better and i, I happened to come in yeah. when we i think we took like six the year before but we had a lot of pieces in place had a great class above me and i i worked really hard mm-hmm. I, I i'm not shy about that and, mm-hmm. and for all that i did in that way um but i also know like without that team around me without jim 
all of those things had to happen for us to be good in college. And then you just keep layering that on and, and it could go on to, you know, me being fortunate enough to play in the Olympics. Oh yeah. Um, the cool part for me though, is that I still feel like that girl who's like, is Whoa, that right? like, man, I can't even imagine playing in college, much less, you know, talking to a college athlete or the Olympics were well, way far away. Well, that's interesting. So when you, so, uh, it's, so the uh, when you when you got that call, were you like I, I think I might have a chance at the Olympic team, or were you like oh my god if there's any chance how where were you did you know no so they call some people okay <laughs> in my case uh, I I try or they asked me to come out after my senior year before um, Beijing in 2008 and I was with the team for like one full calendar year um, but all the veterans were gone and when they came back I was cut like right away mm, which was mm. i mean i wasn't expecting like international yeah, yeah. volleyball is different it takes a long time um so that was like a bummer but not like oh man you know uh and then jim mcgoffin my my college coach called hugh mccutcheon who was the next olympic coach and said you know give her a chance and so basically he's like all right come out for a month and we'll where see how that? you do where was that at in california that was they the moved the team to anaheim at the facility um, yeah yeah so but for me it was never like Oh yeah, I got this. I was like, can I play? I don't know. Can I play this level? And in like the beginning, it was like, do enough to not get cut. I mean, do as much as you can and learn and grow. And but I walked in the gym like, what the hell am I doing here? Okay, so your you mindset was like, so your mindset was, can I do this? Oh can yeah, I? yeah, yeah. And it was weird. Even in college, I felt that way. And there's always my whole life has been like a hint of like, can I do this? But at the same time, like deep down, I always, even as you a believe. kid, you I was believe. like something like this is supposed to work out. I don't yeah. know why or how. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like I hadn't traveled a bunch, um, hadn't made any rosters on the national team, which would mean like you don't have a great shot to go to the Olympics right. leading up to 2012. And I remember having to talk with my teammate like, dude, we're going to go. I don't mm. know how yet, but we're going to do this. And um, maybe it was false confidence, but I had there's something in me that made me feel that way. But um, at the same time, at every step of the way, I was like, holy shit, like, am I here? Is yeah. this really happening? That's fantastic. Yeah. It's so, almost the best way in. Like it's almost like you appreciate every yeah, step of the I way, agree. right? And like, yeah, and you uh, you never know when you're like you're gonna get cut, and there's a lot of people better than you, and um, right. I think what I what I learned is in that arena, there's a lot of athletes that have never failed before. All right, you know, and you get yeah. the best of the best, and um, so you see people react to not being the best or being told they're not good enough for the first time, it's and crazy. people go, "It's weird. It's yeah. like this weird social experiment." Mm-hmm. And my biggest advantage, I think, was that I've I've like, quote unquote, not been the most talented, not been the best a lot, a lot mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. and have had to find other ways to do it. So I was like, okay. And yeah, I mean, obviously I was upset and I'd, you know, you know, go through that when I was, um, you know, when I wouldn't make a team or something, but I also, I knew how to respond. Yeah. So but this was, it's, 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 we have, so many books have been read, written about winners and every TV show yeah. and stuff like that. It's almost broken down to way too simplistic terms. You yeah. know what I mean? Like believe and you can achieve. Yeah. Really? No. Yeah, yeah, you can get right. your face yeah, put in the mud yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and a boot on your throat. <laughs> yeah. Who's getting back up? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the same thing. You see people absolutely crumble and absolutely mentally break apart. At every level, every number one draft pick you see. Right. And then every scout was like, how did they not know this guy has no capacity for right. it? You know what I mean? For the game. So you, I feel like um, you call it false confidence. It's not. It's actual confidence. It's just kind of like, just give me the shot. Just give me the shot and I'll figure out a way to make this work. Yeah. Whereas like you said, a lot of people with natural abilities or stuff like that, when you put them on the, so they're, they, they may be competed at a level higher than you, but when you put them on the biggest stage, they crumble. 
A-Rod yeah. could be the greatest baseball player of all time. Not a single person thinks Alex Rodriguez is on their top 10 list. Yeah. 50 list possibly of greatest baseball players ever right. because he, he absolutely crumbles in the, I hate seeing it. And again, this is, maybe, this is a personal thing, but I hate seeing him doing commentary on the World Series. I, I want to change the channel every time. <laughs> it blew my mind that they're like, what do you think, A-Rod? I'm like, don't, he has no perspective. He's like, well, I really think they need to buckle down something you've never done in your entire career. Yeah. Suddenly you've got advice for these yeah. guys. Oh, it yeah. makes me crazy. You know? I have... Yeah, I, I've I've never felt so um, tested mentally, and as I was on the Olympic stage, not Be- just the Olympics, just the national team in general. Because you feel like at any minute you could fall down. No, because the- it's just hard. Because you're uh, the the margins are so thin, you know, and you're you're competing in terms against of competition. So yeah, yeah, so competition the within against, our yeah. gym and within the world, and and my perception of. When I was in high school, my perception of a college athlete was like, oh, dude, like, how could they ever doubt themselves? How could mm. they lose confidence? Mm-hmm. How could they whatever? And so I was like, all right, if I just get a scholarship and then I got it. And you're like, okay, now if I just win a national title, then I'll be. My most challenging year was after we won a national title, my senior year. Mm-hmm. Because your mind can play tricks on you. I think mm. people talk about overcoming failure a lot. Yeah. I think overcoming success is maybe harder. That's true. Because it's, uh, and, and again, fast forward, you know, my most challenging year was after um, I made the 2012 Olympic team. Because now it was like, I've been the underdog my whole life. Yeah. Like, people tell me, you're not good enough, you're not tall enough. And I was like, watch me. And I'd be pissed. And I right. was like, watch it. So if I had a chance, more often than not, I've had weak moments all the time as well. Um, I was like, let's go. Like, I got this. Um, and then after London, it's like, okay, well, now I'm Olympian. I got to be perfect. I got to do this. Oh, yeah. You know, and so there's been so much mental training since then. That's true. But I just think those types of things are um, things that you don't think about unless you've played at that level. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, and I, there's just, I what mean, you, I could go on, but if that makes sense. What do you do to buckle down? So, so like, again, some, some people just don't have that mental game, which there's the difference between highly competitive athlete and champion. Right. There's that's I think that's the razor razor right. thin margin that you just talked about is that just got kicked in the teeth. How quickly can you re, yeah. re, you know what I mean re yeah. reload and go back in to get another kick in the face? Right. A lot of people, no matter how competitive they are, can't cross that threshold. Where some people can't wait for that challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. When do you do you when 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 things like you say when you when you when your mind state changed and uh, uh, do you take a day off and kind of like refigure things out? Or how, how do you, what, what, yeah, what, what mental gymnastics do you go yeah. through to get to? Yeah, well, I, before I get into that, I also think it's a, it's a daily thing. Like, mm. you know, I feel like you Habits. never arrive. You never like, oh, I'm confident. Like I got this yeah. because something's going to test you in a different way. Or for me, it's like very much re- directly related to my energy levels. Mm. Like when I have a lot of energy and things are good and I'm balanced, like bring it yeah, yeah you know yeah. if the second you know you travel nationally and then the food sucks and you get sick and something in your personal life happens and then you show up and you're like you just you know it's like a days, chain of yeah. events the whole to domino com- start to fall yeah down. to compete yeah. at your best yeah. some days it's just harder than others i think you don't think uh, about those types of things yeah, yeah. emotionally yep. mentally and physically all of those things go into it um but we worked with um starting in 2013 with uh michael gervais who works with the seahawks he's gotten a lot of press and he was our i don't know we don't really call him sports psych. He's our, he helps us with all the mental right, stuff right. and everything else, you know? And we, um, a lot of meditating. Mm-hmm. I started adding that into my day. Um, just being intentional. And what mm-hmm. helped, me, helped me there, I think you can train calm, focusing on your breath. You can also, you know, visualize and kind of get those things going. And um, have, having experienced something a million times before you're actually there is pretty cool as yeah. an athlete. I think a lot of people under 
underplay that. We always think of it as like a hokey nonsense yeah. because especially as athletes, the big term for athletes is suck it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where what does suck it up actually mean? Yeah. And so all those things kind of kind of got uh, shoved under the carpet and are now that, that visualization and yeah. intentions I think is now finally gaining prominence totally. where even the most resistant athletes are like, oh no, no, this completely changed my my perspective on yeah. how, how to actually function. So it's yeah. great to see things that were off to the side are now suddenly becoming, I guess, mainstream right. that people are taking seriously and actually acknowledging. Um, I met a, a performer one time that basically everybody remembers the shot that they, that made them famous. Right. And so I was sitting there in a VIP, in a green room one time and VIP, I was like, Oh, Hey shit. It's, it's, uh... And so I go over there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to not to be a weirdo as I got like uh, bagels and donuts stuffed in my pockets. I'm like hiding <laughs> juice boxes, eh, whatever it's free. Right? <laughs> right. And so like act like you belong, bro. Come on. Yeah, so yeah, VIP yeah. room, act like you belong. Been Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. And so like, I'm just like, I'm trying to be a, 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 a um, whatever, like casual, but I'm like a huge fan. So I was just, and so we started chatting and then I mentioned uh, a, a mutual uh, friend or whatever, whatever that I had performed with. And I go, you want to hear something interesting? I told him, he's like, oh my God, I've known that dude for seven years. I never would have known that about him. And it was about that visualization. Yeah. Right? And so he's yeah. like, you want to hear something crazy? I was like, yeah. So when you got that spot, he's like, that was the impression. America's impression was I got that spot through this set of circumstances. I was already booked. I had already been hired. I'd already signed a contract three yeah. months ago when what, what people thought was like, oh, this got canceled, this got changed, and then you just slid in. No. Yeah. I was already there. So not only did I have my first shot at being whatever, but now I had all the public perception against me. So before I've ever showed up on TV for the first time, I've got all the public perception <laughs> against crazy. me. And you know what I mean? And I know the real story and I can't ever say that because people are never going to believe it, right? So he said exactly that. And he's a very cynical, but in real life, right. very sweet person, right? But right. a characterization when you meet him, like when people meet Seinfeld, like what a jerk. I'm like, God, God, God doesn't want to talk to you. you know, he's not being yeah. a jerk. He's trying to have a sandwich. He doesn't want to sign 50 autographs yeah. in a row. So he, he maintains that persona, right? And so he's like, because he's got that cynical persona, right? He's an incredibly genuine person I found out. Was uh, um, He goes, I pictured that moment a thousand times yeah. every day it's like meditation like you said he's right. like he's like the way things happen he's like i had it mapped out from beginning to end how it was going to go and how it was going to play out you know what i mean and i was going to push through until i got the response it did and so he, and then he mapped it out as the tv thing happened i was like oh my god i remember that he's like oh yeah yeah he's like yeah. i went to dream picturing that moment and it happened exactly the way i envisioned it right yeah. the last person i would expect to utilize visualization used you know what i mean use it to that extent like obsessively you know what right. i mean right it's incredible there's i mean a, a lot of people that have achieved great things like talk about some sort of um training their brain mm-hmm. you know and like it is a muscle and i and now it's becoming popular to to work on it mm-hmm. um but it hasn't for so long and mm-hmm. so it's 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 really fun and there's like so many ways to um increase performance and i think more importantly increase your experience you in know, terms of, like in terms of in a broad sense of life, yeah, or in terms of I what think you're of, of anything, I of think what you're focusing on. Like you know, term. I learned it through volleyball, mm-hmm. and I teach it through volleyball right. because that's kind of my jam right now. Right, um, but it applies to everything about you know being intentional about what does it look like when you're your best, and how what steps can I take to help me get there, mm-hmm. and then what are possible distractors of that. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, okay. knowing, so and it's all about being aware. So that's true. when you're not on point, when you wake up and you're kind of behind the day, when you notice those triggers, then you can you can adjust. That's and so true. much of life is adjusting and flowing, right. and to be your best. And what you said earlier too about confidence, like go do it, go be tough, go be confident. Like we don't teach what that means yeah, in this what country it means, yeah. or how to do that. Right. So if a kid, if you know, I was lucky because growing up, I maybe was just ignorant, and like people told me I wasn't great all the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't get told like, go be confident, you know, but out on the Olympic stage or, you know, professionally, when you hear that, like lock it up, go figure Mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. Um, 
There's no follow through plan. No, yeah, there's, there's the kids have plan. no like. Yeah. What does that mean? And so when now you hear we talk up, about it being like, okay, it's actually confidence is what you tell yourself. Yeah. And what the stories you're telling yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to train that and be aware of it. And when a kid hears lock it up, they're like, uh, okay. When you hear lock yeah. it up, you picture a step by step guide of yeah. what you need to do and what yeah. you need to follow or, through on. Or if you tell a kid that and they they can't, then yeah, they're yeah. like, oh shit, now I'm even dumber because right. I'm right. not only am I not performing, but now I'm not confident. Now right. I'm an idiot for not being confident. And it's just a spiral. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for all the stuff we did as a team mm-hmm. uh, just individually because i think that stuff is like it go, it's in anything you do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when you the uh, uh, um we're as human animals we're conditioned our brains sent to, as a survival technique we're not designed to live in apartment complexes right? right we're designed to survive out in the wilderness with the rest of the animals right, right? and so our brain locks in negative emotions and negative feelings stronger than others right, right. so i think that mental edge that you talk about that some athletes have or learn or gain and others simply don't is exactly that is that negative feedback you're able to be like okay so now next time i see that how do i sidestep him how do i make those plays where somebody else that negative thing is so uncomfortable and so yes that you're done right yes and the nature doing stand-up is that is that some people that you see some people yeah, very clear i guess that's a good very yeah. clever very funny and then you watch them eat a fat one and they're like well i'm done with this that was horrifying right you know what I mean? and every comic i've talked to you 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 can tell how good they are by how many times they've tried to quit or how many, how many times <laughs> yeah. they've cried themselves to sleep oh my I mean? god like, it's so good <laughs> Yeah. I don't know for you if it's the same, but I found, and it was hard to get there because part of the drive that I think got me to, to get to the Olympic level, um, was like beating myself up oh, and, yeah. and, and going through the grind and doing what other people wouldn't and, you know, getting stoked on that and being hard on myself, mm-hmm. um, and caring so much. But did you so change then, that? Did you adjust that? Yeah. So yeah. what I was getting at was like failing and all that stuff instead of like completely, Growing? you know going inward and like mm-hmm. oh i should you know whatever yeah is at, a, at the highest level um being a little bit emotionally detached oh, okay. from the outcome yes and yeah. and help me stay in like the growth mindset more and so learning was you know better and so instead of like when i wouldn't make a roster or if i you know had the worst stats for like a full week in our gym right it wasn't like you're the worst setter in the world you're an idiot they don't right. like you you're gonna all these things it's like how can I learn? Mm. What are the areas that need to get better? Right, right. And so you're kind of just getting onto the the solution quicker. Yeah. So Adjusting for you, it's like, yeah, I think yeah. Like, the comics or whatever, they can have a terrible performance and I'll be like, I'm the worst. Just like, well, that's time to, time to change you know, my routine. That sucked, and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to learn from it. Yeah. And, and ultimately like my worst moments, uh, my, I should say my best moments came pretty close to after my worst. So oh. those moments that I wanted to quit and run away. And I was yeah. like, I'm done with this. Maybe this isn't out. You know, when you hang in there and do it the right way, I think that's when you grow the most. So yeah, absolutely, they suck. I'm not right. saying they don't suck, right, but right. it's uh, it's how you adjust you to how grow. You respond. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, so. interesting. Uh, I was just listening to um, uh, David Spade. It's, uh, Adam Sandler's been doing a tour. He's trying to get back into stand-up where he started. So it's it's been um, Tim Meadows, uh, Adam Sandler, David Spade, uh, Norm Macdonald, right? And they go on tour and they said, not everyone's going to love you. You know what I mean? But he's like, we're all great comedians. So we're all you know celebrities. So we're used to engaging crowds of 10,000, 20,000 people, right? He's like, but there's just every night that one of us is just not the best. Oh, yeah. And he's oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> it's called life. <laughs> it's life, exactly, right? Yeah. And it's just like a professional knows how to adjust that. Whereas somebody else would be like, what? I yeah. can't not believe how could you call my manager i'm done this tour is over right yeah where he's like one day i do something didn't work next thing didn't work he's like oh is it me it's me tonight <laughs> yeah. oh, really ah well i, like I guess that. tonight 
I'm just gonna be the guy. So sorry, Minneapolis. You know, yeah. tonight it's me. Tonight, go enjoy Tim Meadows. He's yeah. gonna, he's coming up next. And yeah. You know what I mean, Norm McDonald after that. But I guess today I'm just gonna have to take one for the team and exactly. be that guy, right? It's hard to get through that mental yeah. roadblock of I and suck. The, exactly. Know? And the perfectionist in in everyone wants to be like, oh, that'll never be me. And um, oh, you're yeah. right. It's that it's that delicate line. Of yeah. Huge perfectionist and oh my god, total failure. Exactly. Like you can't, and oh, and balancing that. But my my grandpa used to say, the sun don't shine on the same dog's ass every day. Right. So yeah. that made me yeah. that keeps coming up for me. I'm <laughs> those like, old timey remedies. Yeah, 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 those old timey sayings hold yeah, true. Yeah. Yep. Oh my so, god, that's a great uh, one. Uh, so I'm curious of the uh, of the moments. So like you were talking about that 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 perspective is almost like the person that was the number one in the world, and then they get a silver medal at the Olympics, and they're just life spirals. And then the person who was number one in the world is like bronze, woohoo! Hey, Let's have a parade, yeah. right? It's the you know what I'm saying, right? Oh, it's, yeah. that, it's that total matter perspective. Right. Uh, you've seen so many so many highs, right? Mm-hmm. Were there one because you you are a person that knows how to live in the moment you've almost it's almost like weird because you trained yourself so strongly mentally that you're it's i can tell the second you walked in you're like we you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like yeah, yeah. you you train yourself to not not beat yourself not you know what i mean right. so you it's every movie is about live in the moment nobody does it we all have the rules we've <laughs> yeah. all had the road back nobody does it but like you said it's intention you've made yeah. you've made a lifetime of doing those steps so that you know how to appreciate those moments and recognize those moments because like every NFL player that's like, Oh, I would give away the last 10 years of my life to go down that tunnel one more time and right. feel that one more time. Right. Because right. at the time I wasn't feeling that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I realize I what those moments were. Saying it. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. You remember what those moments were, Absolutely. right? What were the, what were the ones from your life? You know what I mean? That it may not even been a, a, a championship or a win, but the moments where you were just like, yes, yes. Oh man. That's a really good question. Um, you know, we, as an athlete, you want that moment where you've done the process right and, you know, you've invested every day and the whole team is like day at a time and then you get the, the ultimate, you win at the end, right? right. And that moment's incredible. Um, but there, there's there been like two moments in practice. Um, one was before, I'll just say one was before World Championships. Um, the U.S. team, we had never won a major a gold medal at World Champs, um, the World Cup or the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So that was one of our outcome goals. And our, our, you know, we're working day to day to make that happen and just enjoying the moment. And this all stuff we talked about being, you know, practicing gratitude and mm-hmm. thankful for where we're at. Even when it's like week three on the Grand Prix in the middle of China and like food's terrible. It's like, <laughs> yeah. dude, how lucky are we? We yeah. get to, you know, like <laughs> trying to get our Pete Carroll on, you know. <laughs> and uh, there, there's a few moments in practice when we're training just so hard. And it's like a Thursday and there's no one in the gym but our team and our coaches and it's just really high level volleyball and I'm getting to be part of it. So in this example, I, you know, I was on the, the second side playing against our starters and just some insane rally and we finish and the other side goes crazy and whoever wins. And it's like, you just know, like we're preparing for something that's mm-hmm. so much bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And like, no one sees that moment. Right, right. And you work so hard for like, you know, it's harder to improve the longer you play. And so right. those moments are just really special. Mm-hmm. To be honest, as an athlete, like that was one of my favorite. I can remember the gym. You oh, know, in yeah. Italy. Every like, moment. I remember, you remember every moment. Yeah, every, I remember yeah. where we were. Um, certainly. And we won that tournament. That was really special, too. But yeah. I think those moments. Uh, you knew it's when you have those special moments, you're like, oh, OK, this is I got we got yeah. this. We got this. this and is- you just know, like, you're like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh and it took a lot of other things happening in that tournament for us oh, to win. Oh, interesting. But you we, found that roadmap the same, from the same, practice. Yeah, the same moment I was telling you before, like somewhere inside me, I was like, we, I know we were born to do this. Mm. This is supposed to happen. And that's a really fun feeling. And then, uh, yeah, I think 
in in the in Rio, I think coming back to the Olympics, having trained a lot better mentally, physically, emotionally, being a lot closer with our team, and really, um, I really felt like I belonged, mm-hmm. and that's a cool feeling when you're yeah. walking among Olympians. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. My first in London, it was like holy shit, yeah. like. You know, I knew I'd done the work, but it's still, you're like, man, I don't, what am I doing here? It's right, like, right. You know, and certainly didn't live in that space the whole time I was right, playing. Right, but, right. Uh, Were you more overwhelmed or excited? Where was the balance? Between uh, overwhelmed and excited? In London, yeah. it was, I was like toggling between the two yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like, figured. I figured. I, I can only starting, imagine. Yeah, our starting setter went down and I was going to start. And yeah, and I had never played as the number one team, certainly never started. And I remember being like, you know, bummed for Lindsay and just like, you know, that's your teammate. And then also like dude, I get to start the Olympics. And I was like, I remember this moment in my bathroom in the village and like, oh my gosh. And then I just looked in the mirror. I was like, oh shit. Holy cow, this is happening. um, But it's all the fun moments are like that. You know, even Mm -hmm. in Rio, like when I felt more prepared, it's just like. If it's handed to you, there's no moment. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's cool. But we work so hard on appreciating all the moments, which is, I know, kind of corny to say, but Mm -hmm. it's it's a fun way to do it. Like we... Uh, Rio was a really rich experience. That's like the word I think about, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm pretty grateful for all those moments. But coming out of the tunnel, when, when you're with all the athletes from USA and you're that you wearing, with, yeah, yeah, and you're mm-hmm. wearing like some ridiculous outfit, but you, it's cool because everyone from the US is wearing yep. it. Although I, I liked ours this time. It was good. The opening yeah, yeah. sandwiches yeah, were cool. Was good. I think it was upgrade from London, but yep. uh, that's something that is just no matter how many you've been to it, it um and what i've heard from the people who've been to even more than two it's it's really special every and time it's, it's just so much bigger than you exactly exactly you know and yeah. anytime you get to put on usa gear and represent the thousands and millions of girls that play volleyball and other girls that don't play volleyball that wish they could be in the olympics mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's a pretty surreal moment yeah yeah i'm uh, i'm half korean and so i've always been a huge fan of the olympics yeah. and i know a lot of people here are are um i don't know we just get caught in the big sports and we only care, you know, whatever, care about the Olympics every four. And even then right. it's kind of half-assed. When the Olympics are on, I leave the TV on all day long. Things I don't even, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like like men's two-time diving? Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Awesome. U.S. is a chance for bronze. All right. I'm locked in. Let's find out, yeah. right? So being half Korean, I understand how much, like how much, we're, 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 we, it's kind of a luxury in our country. You know what I mean? To, to have these facilities, stuff like that. And how many countries struggle just to show up in that tunnel. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, right? right. You know? oh, God. So Absolutely. I've always, yeah. So I've always felt that. Like when I see USA coming out of the tunnel, I'm, I know what those athletes have gone through. Then when I see other countries, I'm like, glad you're here. Yeah. Just glad you're Uzbekistan. Yeah. Just so, <laughs> so tight that yeah. you were able to, you know what I mean? It's, figure out one vault that works for you. You know what I right. mean? And then this is going to be your chance, you know, right. to go back home and be like, look what we did. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly crazy. humbling to yeah. be there and, and to feel the, the weight of like how many people would want to be in your position. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, feeling like, okay, we can represent this. And then see, hearing all the stories, like every Olympian. Yeah. Like my teammates are, have incredible stories. And then, yeah. you know, we meet the, the guy who does trampoline and processing, and he he was the alternate twice and came back for a third time yeah. and made it. And oh, I yeah. was like, oh, well, did the guy retire? Like, yeah, is yeah. it kind of set up? He's like, no. Nope. I was like, yeah. dude, that's some Isn't that crazy? balls yeah. right there. Like, yeah. I think I'm tough. That's nothing yeah. compared to... And and everybody has that story and it, stories it's are remarkable. fascinating. And then yeah, if you saw the the U.S. women's uh, Olympic team, uh, the uh, um, gymnastics team when uh, Ali Reisman finally got her medal, yeah, oh, I got super emotional. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> just, I'm looking at my boys like, yeah, it's cheap. Let's watch something else. This, uh, you guys want to play Xbox? This is, uh, this yeah. is a lot. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a it's really the stories are remarkable. Yeah, yeah, it's um, because ri- rich is the only word I can think of, but it's intense. Like, 
in London more so my emotions were all over but even in in Rio it was uh just the highs are so mm -hmm. high and in the you just feel stuff so yep. deeply and it's yep. it's cool yeah it's really special because because uh we, we see professional athletes and you're just you're paid to go to the gym that's your job whereas for you it's like no I sweat at the gym I put in all yeah. the work at the gym right I talked to um high profile uh, professionals from the 70s uh in professional sports right and they're like there was no massive contracts. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like, I broke a finger and reset it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because exactly. I got, yeah, exactly. There's no yeah. running to the trainer. So yeah. I can see the resentment for players. He's like, I love the game. But when I watch him, like, oh, man, I was chain smoking, selling cars in the summer. Right. Just to be able to, and yes. I'm like, and you know what I mean? And I'm in, and I'm, and I'm in the Hall of Fame. And I, and I had to right. sell cars in the summertime right. just to get through. You know what I mean? Right? It's, so yeah. it's, 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 it's that kind of sacrifice. And I think that's the stories and the sacrifice, I think, really people respond to emotionally. So it's, it's absolutely, yeah, absolutely. such a personal. When those, so all the stories you hear, and were there moments that you watch from other people at the Olympics where you as an athlete were like whoa because you know like when you watch like a NBA players and somebody does a move or a dunk and the opposite team is just like oh my yeah. god they're all on their feet giving yeah. high fives and the coach going sit down you jerk we're still in the middle of the game were there moments where you as an athlete were like oh my oh yeah. wow there there's a lot um like you said we we stayed in a hotel off um not in the Olympic Village this time because our venue was so far mm. so we got the uh, Brazil TV which is cool because mm -hmm. we had like we would wall like go train or go play and then come back and just watch all yeah. the events and it yeah. was like sports fans dream yeah. you know yep. um, we we practiced at the same facility as our USA track team okay and watching those guys run oh, in person was yeah. like I didn't get to go to we didn't get to go to a track event but watching them train I don't even know how fast they were trying right. to run but right. we were like blown away yeah at yep. seeing humans like I mean they obviously look like incredible which you can tell but when you see him run in person yeah i was pretty blown away by that well it's like college players that that are that are that are uh heisman candidates all americans then they're first in the nfl they're like oh i'm a chump yeah i'm a chump yeah, you're like how is that guy that fast? fast he's 240 yeah, pounds exactly. that's it's fast like, yeah <laughs> that, and just beautiful to watch um oh yeah and this is kind of a cliche answer i guess because they play volleyball but um Carrie and April, oh, the God. beach team. Sure. so yeah. they they lost and then won the bronze the right. day before we did oh, so okay. it was cool to like kind of feel it for them and watch and, them rally yeah, and watch them respond yeah, yeah and watch them come back and they their bronze medal match didn't go super smoothly either yeah. like they had to really gut that out and um that was cool because it it kind of showed us like that's what it's all about like right of course everyone wants to win and i'd be lying if i said like like bronze is not the new gold people mm -hmm. say that i'm like no no <laughs> no it's a bronze <laughs> yeah it's still yep. third place exactly but yeah it's different and it's and you won gold at the professional levels and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah not yeah. in the olympics but in, some big tournaments right. and it's uh that's obviously the goal, but that's, you know, life happens and, you know, sometimes you lose by two in the fifth set yeah, in the semifinals yeah. when yep. you do your best and yeah. you get beat. Um, and so much of it is like how you respond. So now, especially because I've experienced that, I found that really inspiring. And that's kind of what the Olympics is about. Like, how do you respond when things aren't tough? Oh, yeah. Things aren't oh, yeah. When things get tough. Exactly. I Whenever the camera shows the person having a total meltdown and just yeah. crying their faces off in the tunnel, and everyone's like, oh, bummer. I'm like, no, I want to see what that person's got. Yeah. Let's see them exactly. next. I want to see exactly. them on a Wheaties commercial in exactly. a few. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, I want to remember this yeah, for them. Yeah. I never thought about the bronze medal match. So it's not like a track oh, yeah. race when you you finish and you just finish with third. Like, right. You gotta like, win into that. Yeah, you you, you lose and you like have this complete. At least our team did this release of emotions that you've been like, right? You know, controlling at least yep. as much as you can for a while. And um, there were a lot of tears on our oh, team. Yeah, like yeah. not just the day. You know, we had meetings. Like, hey, of course, this is how we're going to move forward. This is what we're going to be about. This is what we're going to stand for. It's what we've trained for. Right. Right. How to respond when right. you know. But still, it's emotional, and yeah. and you and it's like so raw. It felt like. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it just felt really raw, and both teams show up and like we're just gutting this one out. Right. So I'm like, that's yeah, I want to watch those from right. now on. Pure emo- exactly, <laughs> yeah. right? Pure emotion, right? Well, because yeah. like it's one thing to get fourth. You're like, man, fourth yeah. place is the worst position to be yeah, in. That might suck. To lose to get fourth. You know what I mean? Because in a a gold medal, in a a bronze medal match, that means you lost. You did your best and lost twice and lost and got fourth. That's a whole different level that never really gets taken. Yeah, I never thought I'd be as. We just we, happy with the bronze, right? Player. Exactly. I mean, yeah, Those moves. Cool. Well, everyone forgets the. Uh, I mean, the miracle on ice. That was not the gold medal game. Oh yeah, right. That's right. Exactly. They had to play possibly an equally strong. I think that's, a yeah, Norwegian right. or Swedish. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. There's so many levels of of of, of um, competition that we just don't even see. Right. Well, he also just out of curiosity, just for funsies, yeah. is. Uh, um, I don't know why I said funsies. I usually don't drop that out, but yeah, it's fine. It's kind of weird, bro. Yeah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> You're used to it, yeah. Um, when you so you got you were in uh, you were nominated for an ESPY your senior year, right? So so you have the NCAA all time record for assists per game, right? Is that- I- I don't know. Okay, so I, you, uh, you forgot. You passed. I, it. I yeah. did go to the ESPYS. I right. know that much. Yeah, and it was uh, Candace Parker. I think was one of the yeah, ladies. yeah. So I it was five so. of you, right? Yes. Right? When you so, are there any athletes that you meet that you're like, oh goodness, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure yeah. you meet a lot of athletes. You're like, what's up? I feel like a contemporary. I feel like you know what I mean. I know right. what you go through. Other athletes, because I hear celebrities all the time that say like. Um, uh, when I when I talk to other celebrities, I talk to them as if like, hey, let's work together on a project or let's get to know each other. Maybe my agent, I'd like to work with you sometime. He's like, then I met De Niro and was like, I'm a child. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I'm going to come bother you while you're eating crab cakes at this party right, right. and feel like a complete jerk off. You know what I mean, right? I am yeah. a child. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? Yeah. Did, did, were there any moments where you ran into certain athletes where you're just kind of like, what's up, LeBron? What's up, dude? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's Carmel, yeah. whoever, you know? Well, that's a good question. Um <laughs> I saw Serena and Venus, and I was like, oh, whoa, yeah, they're yeah. like, they're legit. And yeah. they look just as uh, And the way they carry themselves, the way they carry yeah. themselves is My like... My dad and I, actually, we had breakfast, like, they were kind of across the table, right. so... Um, to be honest, like, I feel more intrigued when I see athletes. I just want to, I'm like, kind of a nerd for Do you want to get in their like, minds? I just want to ask what... them questions. Exactly. Like, like I want to hang out, like... What drives you? What do you? Right. What do you? I don't know. Little stuff like how do you train? What do you eat? What's right. your like routine? What, which I would never ask in those settings, but that's right, what's right, going right. through my mind. Honestly, exactly. usually yeah, yeah. when I see, <laughs> I try to talk to um, Venus. What do you eat? <laughs> was it Bill Cowyer? Bill Cowyer? Cowyer? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the Bills are uh, not the Bills. Steelers, Steelers coach. Mm-hmm. Um, shouldn't say this in Seattle podcast. Nah, but fine. <laughs> they had just won the Super Bowl. Right. And so he and his wife were sitting there. He's the only person I went up to to talk to at oh, really? the ESPYS. Oh really? Because the other people, I was like, all right, it's cool. Like. Um, but I didn't want to like, why? Because you are, you're now in the position of, of teaching and coaching. That's essentially your new, your right. new role in your position. Right. Right. So were you, were you seeing someone of that caliber as a teacher and being like, I wonder what's, yeah. He knows well, in, that, in 2005, I, I think I was just like, I wanted to learn from him. I was like, mm-hmm. man, he just won the ultimate and I'm a huge football fan mm-hmm. or I just like football mm-hmm. to watch mm-hmm. and any team. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm a Seahawks fan, but right. I enjoy watching any team. So I, I wanted to be like. Because we had just won in 2005. So oh, I went my yeah. junior year. So it's all fresh. So I was coming back and my big question was like, you just won. Like, how do you do it again? Right. And right. How do like, you do it again? He was yeah. nice. I mean, I was like this random young, like female asking this coach, hey, like, what are you going to do to win again? And he, and he just looked at me kind of nicely, but kind of like I was an idiot and was mm-hmm. like, we're just going to do the same stuff. Yeah. And I was like. Uh, okay, cool. cool and then I felt like an yeah, idiot. Yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, all right. Nice but, to meet you. Like, have a good dinner. But you know but that what, was my only exchange. But you know what he was saying, though? He was saying the thing that you were saying. He's saying, we're going to do the same thing. We train. We exactly. intentionalize. He was just saying it in a very concise yeah. way. And now right? I'm like, touche. You know, right, like, you right. just, you keep going. And, and there's no end. And whether you win or lose, you just 
Yeah. Keep getting better. You know, the mental aspect, like you said, you want to get in their brain sets. When I, whenever I've been lucky enough to talk to athletes that I adored, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what to say to Griffey. Mm -hmm. I would not know what to say to him. I wouldn't know where to begin. Yeah. Is, uh, when I, when I get a chance to lucky enough to chat with those people, I'm always more curious about certain moments. What was going through their head during those moments? That's a good question. And it's amazing how candid they are. Right. Oh yeah. Where they tell me things from like, Oh, that was personal. I almost feel bad that you told me that. Yeah. Well, they're probably refreshed to that question too. Cause it's fun for them to relive. I'm sure. And I, I didn't realize how they they don't really get that people right. we just want to know minutiae yeah stupid things i agree about, you know what i mean agree. like you want to know that nobody asks about the real person right. what was going on for you what was going for you was right. like oh get this so my wife was pregnant at the time so i'm like what that's what yeah. was going through your head See that, yeah exactly just, people like, forget like, there's like this whole personal like real life behind an athlete exactly he's like i better end this game some miraculous way yeah <laughs> he wasn't like i'll get on sports center later he's like let's just end this game yeah so i did so I <laughs> yeah. get back and be so, like yeah exactly yeah, yeah exactly so funny is a boy or a girl what do we have yeah yeah I did see uh, Steve Largent. The, oh, yeah. the Seahawks honored the a few Olympians from here, and I got, I got to meet him. And I was kind of geeked out about that, to be honest. But what I said to him was like, "Man, I just love watching you play. Exactly. Like, thank you." Like, exactly. And I was like, "I know we're in different worlds, and um, but I'm short, right? And so are you, oh, and yeah. you were like yeah. a baller and yep. did your thing on any stage, and we're just you, and like yep. that." Short guy, you, slow, yeah. can't run good routes and bad hands. Really? Well, exactly. Look, like, look like, who has the NFL I can record. Relate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, I can't jump and my yep. hands aren't very good. I'm whatever. But so that, those are like, if I am in awe of someone, usually I'd just be honest. I'm like, I mm-hmm. loved watching you play. And mm-hmm. This is what it meant to me. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I like your question. I might steal that one. Just go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah feel free. Yeah. Exactly. Tell me when Let's you got some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll share. We'll see yeah. which ones you got. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's wrap this up. What are you doing now? Well, um, I've been doing a lot of camps and clinics, mm-hmm. and a teammate and I started our uh, Give It Back Foundation uh, in 2014, and we just did our second camp. And what, what we're all about is that we uh, we get the national team players to run volleyball camps. And we we do, obviously, the on-court stuff, you know, pass, hit, hit, all that <laughs> good stuff and uh, what we've learned. But also, to us, maybe more importantly, is all the mental side. Right. Right. Of the game and of life and how to have a championship minds, mindset every day. Yeah. On and off the court. And we talk right. about growth mindset and self-talk and confidence and, you know, meditation that, and stuff that, that has really helped all us. All those critical parts that nobody thinks about yeah. and nobody considers. Yeah. That are the most important. Exactly. Is, yeah. And and realistically, like, we're not, not everyone's going to play college or Olympic volleyball, but we all want to try to be our best in every arena. So right. our goal is that. And then... Um, 100% of the proceeds, the net proceeds from camps, and we don't make any money off it, none of our, our teammates do, is we give it to a charity in that city. And so our our oh, feeling cool. was like, man, we've gotten to experience really cool stuff Share through the back. game of volleyball. Yeah. And so to give back to the communities that allowed us to is, so we go to the hometowns of national team members and do these camps. Oh, and that's phenomenal. Yeah, it's been really fun and giving a lot of meaning to like what we've done and all the sacrifices we've made. It's kind of makes it more rich for us. You hear that? Any mayors or governors listening right now? Yeah, <laughs> get in, so. get in yeah, touch, let's right? Go, yeah. Get into your city. Yeah, how, so. how can they find you? How can people find you? Um, We are, our website is giveitbackfoundation.org. Giveitbackfoundation.org. Yep. Okay. It's probably the best way and all our social media is on there and. Um, it's just uh, my teammate Tamari Miyashiro. She's from Oahu, but um, went to UW with me, and then got to go to the London Olympics and with us through Rio. So it's just the two of us. Like mm-hmm. we're learning as we go. Right, not, right, you know, right. I, I studied business in college, but we're we've got a steep learning curve. But yep. it's been fun. Like <laughs> it's it's really fun to create kind of what you want yeah. and, and get to impact kids and share have what fun you've while learned. you're share doing it. Yeah, share what you've learned. Yeah, right? so we're very grateful. Um, 
Uh, I lost my train of thought. That was fantastic. That yeah, was, but <laughs> other than that, just I, been doing like cl- camps and clinics and talks around here and actually all over. And I don't know, starting with that, and then we'll see what's next for me. That's awesome, yeah. exciting. Um, as you know, the podcast is called Everything You Know Is Wrong. What is something we talked about a lot of the mental game, the things that people miss? Yeah. What is something that you think is a misnomer that people have, either about athletes in general or the Olympics, or, or yeah. you think that a perception that people have that you're like, nope, that is not, yeah, that is 100 not the way it is or not the uh, case. That you ever arrive or that oh, you yeah. ever like ultimately like I'm good. Like you're even as an athlete, you're always you could win three gold medals and it's like I'm gonna get the next one. Yeah. And the whole fun of it is like that pursuit and the process, I believe. The process, yeah. You know, and um That's great. Like every movie, you win you win the thing and then the movie ends and the credits roll. Yeah. That's not real life. Yeah, that's no, not no, real no, life. No. And and so I, I think the jam is like, can you can you be your best you the whole time and enjoy the day-to-day process of whatever you're, you're pursuing? And when you do that, and then you get the ultimate prize, I think that's so like the best rewarding. case scenario. Yeah. But one we can control, one you can't right. completely. Right. And so for me, it's uh, it's that. And then also, like like I said, about confidence and satisfaction and all those things, like you never get those when you achieve something. Right. It's right. about what you, the work your you perceptions yeah. kind of going into, I think. Yeah. So whether it's, yeah, I think girls do that on their wedding day too. It's like, right, yeah. Oh, it's like it's it, and then it's over. It's like, oh crap! Like, what? Yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, you know, oh, I yeah. stressed for four months, and exactly. then that one day went by real fast. Yeah. The Olympics are two weeks. Yeah. Like, whatever your goal is, or you you run the marathon. Two weeks. That's you know, oh, like, yeah. Geez, if if you hate your life leading up to that marathon, then it sucks. Yeah. Granted, I'm not saying everything when you're achieving something is... Um, the bad doesn't all go away. Yeah, it's, it's not r- like... But it's your perspective of like, wow, this is what it takes. Okay, I'm in. and it's I'll a, take some bads if the good's going to yeah, be this. I'll yeah, take this good. The, yeah. yeah, I think you're, the mindset going into that is is a little different, if that makes sense. It does, absolutely, yeah. yeah. If I'm going to take this many lumps, the other side of it better be spectacular. And then when yeah. it is, you're like, yes. Yeah. yeah that was worth it. Yeah, this this jaw will heal. <laughs> this, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And... Yeah. Yeah, and then the last thing is I think the you create what moments you want or you know, it's up to you to experience what you want in life, I right. think. Right. Right. As exactly. far as like what you want to get out of it, yeah. When, yeah, in my example, if you go to the Olympics and you're uh you're like, "Oh my god, this is, you know, it can be overwhelming, it can be whatever, but if you If you go in thinking it's going to be overwhelming, you'll be overwhelmed." Yeah. You know what I mean? If you yeah, go and be so like, you, "This is so tight." It's yeah, going to be tight for you. Yeah, and you prepare and you you do yeah. the work, um your experience can be great. Yeah. And you can, I don't know, you can do that with any moment, I think. It's true. Yeah, exactly. So, Why not do it with every moment? Yeah. Why not exactly? That's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't quite found that yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been fun. Why not at a job interview? Why not just yeah, be like, like, man, I hope I get the job. I really appreciate you having me. Why not show up in like full regalia, yeah. waving little flags like, yeah. I'm all yo, in. I'm, I'm all, all in. in. Yeah, whatever it takes. But. Whatever it takes. Nice. Well, thank you, Corey. It was a blast. Yeah, this yeah. was really fun. Thanks right? for having me. Let's go uh, raid the barn and get some hot cocoa. I'm in. Nice. I'm in. <laughs> all right. Wasn't that great? I want to thank our guest, Courtney Thompson. I uh, hope you all learned something. And follow Courtney on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, check her out. She's still competing, still doing amazing things. She's uh, she's doing a lot of camps for kids, building self-esteem, teaching life skills. Oh, and she just – we recorded this episode, and then she told me she's taking up running and then promptly qualified for the Boston Marathon and then promptly completed the Boston Marathon. Just took up running and then within a couple months is doing it. That's just – she's one of those people <laughs> that, that truly makes – you hate yourself. At least I do. I'm just kidding. She's a phenomenal person. We're glad um, 
so glad we got to, to got to share her with you for those of you that don't know her and, and her journey and uh, hope you learned something. Uh, I also want to thank our sponsors, uh, Baxel. If you, uh, if you live on this planet or if you have done anything other than sit in an upright bed for the last however many years, then you put some wear and tear on your joints and uh, Baxel is pretty phenomenal. Dry eyes, anything, anything that, uh, any sort of tissue that hyaluronic acid will affect, uh, you should get it into you because it's only going to preserve you for longer in these little mortal coils that we all sail through. And, uh, and again, all, everybody, amino, amino sculpt. It's my, it's my, um, I'm sorry, amino complete, amino complete RX. My favorite, it's my favorite, uh, my favorite thing to recommend for people is, is take it at night and get your body regenerating, recharging, repairing. And, uh, with that, uh, I want to thank you so much. And we've got a pretty phenomenal, uh, guest next week as well. So thank you for checking in and don't forget to become a member. Go to our, go to our, our, you can go to the online store or go to the support us page and, uh, sign up for membership to get all sorts of, uh, uh bonus content, members only content, uh, invites to special events, discounts, of course, everything on the online store, including the Baxel and the Mino complete. Uh, thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Everything you know is wrong should be listened to for entertainment purposes only. Although some guests on the show are medical doctors, most are not, and the host is barely even a person. Nothing you hear on this podcast or read on our website should be considered medical advice. Consult your doctor and use common sense before doing anything you might think have a lasting effect on your body, mind, or spirit.